The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey. With six offices throughout the state, our newest office is in Bedminster, New Jersey at 2345 Lamington Road, and that's in Bedminster, New Jersey. To reach our main office, which is located right here in Morristown, it's 973 973- 285-7800. Our website is ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. You can uh, go onto that website and look at all the new offerings we're presenting to you now. We have a few new centers um, that we're launching. The newest one is our Spine Center, so definitely check that out. Um, And again, today I'm bringing you another special guest on a topic that actually I've been asked from a lot of the listeners to bring on, and we're going to be talking about diabetes today, Um, something that affects um, so many Americans and really is becoming more prevalent um, that I'm hearing um, around. So I wanted to get um, really an expert in the area uh, who has been on my show in the past, and it's Dr. Sylvia Pinnell Villalobos. She is from Morristown um, Medical Group, which is part of the Barnabas Health Medical Group. um, good morning to you, Dr. Pinel Villalobos. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for coming back and uh, filling us with some expertise now on a different topic today, which is going to be diabetes. Um, before we get into the topic, I want to give everyone um, Dr. Villalobos' number, which is 973-377-4100. And you can call uh, to make an appointment with her or one of her partners, um, and they'd be sure to help you with many varieties, because you're internal medicine, correct? That's correct. Okay. So we see a variety of medical conditions in the adult population. Right. Um, uh, real quick, for people who don't know you, um, a little bit of your background um, and your specialty again. So I graduated from the New York College of Osteopathic Medicine. Okay. I did my residency here in Morristown, New Jersey at the Morristown Medical Center. I've been practicing internal medicine for the past seven years. Okay. Well, welcome and uh, to the area again. Thank you. Um, let's get into the diabetes. I guess the, the easiest way to start on a topic like this, um, we know the word. Um, we know it has something to do with sugar. We know people who have diabetes yes. have to watch what they eat. They can't have sugar. But really, what is diabetes? So diabetes actually is a compilation of um, different uh, array dis- of dysfunctions in the body. Um, it, also, it, it results from what we call hyperglycemia, which is actually an increase or elevated blood sugar that um, l- comes from either insulin resistance or inadequate insulin secretion um, in from the body. Okay. Um, with that, you said insulin, um, insulin resistance. What does that actually mean? So insulin resistance is... Um, so before we start getting into insulin resistance, let's get into what insulin is actually. Oh, yeah. That's so um, 
to understand why insulin is so important, it helps to know uh, how the body uses food for energy. Okay. Uh, our bodies are made up of millions and millions of cells. To make energy, these cells need the food in the most simplest of forms which is called sugar, or in other terms, called glucose. Okay. Uh, when you eat, uh, much, much of the food is broken down into this glucose. <clears throat> this glucose then is transported from the bloodstream, and then it goes into the cells where, where it can provide the energy that the body needs for the daily activities. The amount of glucose that is in the bloodstream is tightly regulated by this hormone called insulin. Okay. Insulin is always being released in small amounts by this organ that is behind the stomach called the pancreas. When the amount of glucose in the bloodstream uh, rises, that gives a clue for the pancreas to start releasing the insulin. <clears throat> Hence, the insulin then is able to act upon the other cells in the body and tells the cells, cells hey, listen, you need to bring this glucose into the cells and not leave it in the bloodstream. Okay. So it really is a regulator. It is a of, regulator of, of how to let your body use the blood sugar the best that it can. Okay, and that's from the pancreas. That is from the pancreas. So okay. in insulin resistance, the body's uh, cells have a diminished ability to respond to the action of the insulin hormone. And uh, to, in order for the body to compensate for this insulin resistance, so to speak, the pancreas then starts to secrete more insulin. But it comes to a point that regardless of how much insulin the body is secreting, the, 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 excuse me, that the pancreas is secreting, just the, the cells are not responding to it anymore. Okay. And hence, we lead, it leads us to problems with blood sugar right. and diabetes. Okay, that clears, clears it up a lot for me and probably some of the listeners with that. Um, we hear a lot about uh, people when they're talking about diabetes, they say, oh, I'm type 1 and I'm type 2. And w what is the types? What are the differences? So the, the, in the past, uh, uh, type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes were distinguished more by whether you were insulin-dependent or non-insulin dependent. Nowadays, we have come away from that kind of classification because even uh, with uh, type uh, 2 diabetes, some patients may actually need uh, insulin. So essentially, in type 1, um, the pancreas just does not produce insulin anymore. At all? At all. Wow. Um, okay. And hence, these patients are definitely... Um, need the insulin in order to, uh, for them to function. In type 2 diabetes, however, it's a twofold. It's either one, the pancreas may be releasing the insulin but may not be, be sufficient enough, or two, or most likely, uh, the body cells are just resistant to the insulin, which is the insulin resistance that we always talk about. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, how does someone know that they should be screened for diabetes, um, uh, symptom-wise? There's a variety of different ways um, that a person may need to know, uh, may need to be screened for diabetes. And actually, there's... Um, the American uh, Diabetic Association has put out guidelines okay. for this. One of the things is that, um, for instance, if you have had a family history of diabetes, 
that or a, in, in terms of your parents or your siblings, that puts you at higher risk for diabetes. So that should be a, um, uh, a precursor. precursor for you to be able to, uh, to know that you probably should be screened for diabetes. So it is something that is hereditary? It is. Okay. It is. Um, it, it, it can be hereditary, and but actually environmental factors play a big role in, really? in how, whether you develop it or not, particularly okay. um, obesity and lack of physical activity okay. um, may actually be um, contributors to, are big contributors to you developing diabetes. And um, one of the other things that uh, patients who are uh, over the age of 45, it is encouraged that they be screened for diabetes because we do see that in this age bracket, um, we diabetes develops. Okay. Um, this is a terrible age bracket. Um, <laughs> yes, getting old is not fun. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And some of the other symptoms that would really trigger somebody to say, you know what, let me go to the checked out. I know people you say, oh, very thirsty and urinating a lot. Is that is that true? Absolutely. Okay. We have a lot of patients, actually, that come into the to our office and say, you know, Dr. Pinnell, I've just been so thirsty all the time. I drink, you know, about a gallon of water a day and I'm still very thirsty. Or they come in and they say, I'm urinating so, so much. Every time I drink, I go and urinate. So those are things that, you know, it triggers us to think, could this person have diabetes? Some of the other uh, things that um, some, some of the other symptoms also include uh, if a person is extremely hungry. For instance, if they eat and then a couple of minutes later, they feel like they have not eaten. Other things, it's weight loss. Patients may say, I'm eating, I'm eating the same amount or perhaps even much more than I was, and I'm still losing weight. Really? So that's a trigger <clears throat> for us. Another big trigger, actually, is uh, if a patient is complaining of blurry vision. That's something that we say, okay, maybe this person should be screened for diabetes. Or if someone comes in complaining of numbness and tingling in their lower extremities. They may think, oh, I have a bad back, and it's probably just from my bad back, but it may not necessarily be so. Um, and in women, uh, if we have women who have frequent uh, yeast infections, that's, hmm. a, that's also a trigger. And in any person who gets recurrent infections, skin infections, or infections that are more difficult to be, to be treated or cured rather easily, then those are patients that should be screened also. Wow, that was very interesting. I didn't know on uh, some of those, you would never really think that that would be some reason to come uh, see you. How do you diagnose? So I come to you now, I have some of these symptoms. How is diabetes? And, and it's called diabetes mellitus, mellitus, how do you say that? Diabetes mellitus, yes. Mellitus, okay. <laughs> or type um, two diabetes. Or, or type two. How is it diagnosed? The American um, uh, Diabetic Association has actually put out the criteria to diagnose diabetes. For instance, a fasting plasma glucose of 126 uh, milligrams per deciliter or more um, is diagnostic for diabetes. Also, if you have a two-hour plasma glucose level of over 200, that is a, a diagnosis for diabetes. Um, if you have a, um, a hemoglobin A1C, which is a measurement that we use in the medical community to see how well your blood sugar control has been over the past three months. If that number is greater than 6.5 or higher, then um, that person meets the criteria okay. for diabetes. So what it is is you're fast, you go go for this um, test, they give you sugar, is that what it is? No, well, well initially you can have a fasting blood sugar, which means you don't 
eat or drink anything after midnight. And the and number should be around what? If a normal. The number should be less than 125. Okay. Actually, for um, the range that I tell my patients is I like to see it less than 100. Okay. Because once I start seeing over 100, then we start getting into what's called pre-diabetes. So and the sugar's floating around there. The sugar's floating uh, around. You don't gotcha. have a diagnosis of diabetes, but you have a diagnosis of pre-diabetes, which is a significant risk factor for developing diabetes later on. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting for people to know uh, when to go. So really, it's basically a blood test initially. Yes, it's a blood test initially. That's one of the first screening. Okay, and then after you have that and you say, oh, you're at 125 or 130, I think maybe you might have it. Is there then more advanced tests? Because you people hear glucose tolerance tests. Is it more sophisticated? There's there's other uh, tests that we end up doing um, afterwards. We do, for example, the two-hour plasma glucose um, test, or um, we check the hemoglobin A1C. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what do I want to ask you? So with the diagnosis, it's really blood tests. Um, you look further into it. Um, one thing I know about diabetes that I've seen from people who have had it, the complications that are associated with it are are sometimes quite serious if you don't take care of yourself. Absolutely. So just to give you some um, numbers and to have everyone know how important and how critical it is for them to be both uh, screened for diabetes and once they are uh, diagnosed with diabetes, for them to be uh, treated and have them follow the directions of their doctors, is that um, in... uh, 2009, according to the American uh, uh, Diabetic Association, their diabetes uh, was the seventh leading cause of death in wow. the United States. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Lee, excuse me. Also, you know, the diabetes that like we were talking about before causes a lot of uh, morbidity and mortality. Some some of these uh, um, uh, conditions in, uh, include cardiovascular uh, problems coronary artery disease, kidney problems. Patients with diabetes can end up having end-stage renal disease, whereby they need to go on dialysis. Patients also have uh, eye diseases, retinal diseases, where they end up becoming blind. And actually, diabetes is one of the major causes of blindness in the United States. In addition to that, uh, patients with uh, diabetes are at risk for um, developing severe infections and uh, needing amputations in their lower extremities. And diabetes is the leading cause for um, amputations in the United States that are not caused by trauma. Right. I I see that. And and it is pretty devastating. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Dr. Sylvia Penel Villalobos. There's a unique place in New Jersey that more and more people are discovering. A pioneer in healthcare, leading the way with programs like their nationally recognized spine center, skull base surgery center, and their brain tumor center. That place is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, ANS, improving lives with exceptional neurosurgical services, medical firsts, and one-of-a-kind programs. ANS, home to New Jersey's largest group of world-renowned fellowship-trained neurosurgeons offering advanced treatment options. ANS, a leader in stroke care with a success rate greater than the national average. Among the first in the country to use stent trevers, allowing surgeons to immediately restore blood flow to the brain. ANS, the leaders in spine care, using the latest minimally invasive techniques for spine surgery that actually reduce recovery time from weeks to days. ANS, restoring hope and helping patients regain their lifestyles. And it's all 
happening right here in New Jersey. For more information, go to ansdocs.com or call 973-285-7800. Welcome back to Answers Live. This is Tom from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey, bringing you Answers Live every Sunday at 930. Uh, today, I'm speaking with Dr. Sylvia Pinel Villalobos from Morristown Medical Group. To reach her, it's 973 973- 377-4100. Again, that's 973-377-4100. We're talking about diabetes today, and we're getting uh, a wealth of information, a lot of stuff that I didn't uh, really know about. And we left off about complications and how severe um, these diabetic complications are. And uh, Dr. Pinnell, what I wanted to ask you is, what, what, why, why are these horrible things happening just from having too much sugar in your body? Well, what happens is when you have uh, too much sugar uh, in the bloodstream, the bloodstream then goes to all parts of your body, particularly it goes into the small blood vessels. And when you have the sugar that is, um, so to speak, clogging up those blood vessels, then those organs are not getting the vital uh, blood flow that it needs. And hence, you can start getting all these different complications. So that's why it's so important to get the blood sugar out of the bloodstream and back into the blood cells. Okay, so in actuality, the sugar, like when, like what we do in our group with stroke, um, is really causing a narrowing and problems Nar- in there. Narrowing, the sugar blocks the yes, arteries. absolutely. Very absolutely. interesting. I didn't know that. That was some kind of weird chemical thing at some level. Well, there, there, there's, been, there's a lot of research being done on diabetes because we um, are still trying to figure out and determine exactly the, the root causes and the pathophysiology behind it. But in essentially, yes, the blood sugar that stays uh, in the bloodstream is just essentially not giving the rest of the cells the what it needs. The, the nutrients, nutrients it needs. needs. Okay. What's another question I, I know that's very important for everyone to know about is what are the risk factors and, and the different age groups? I know there's childhood um, diabetes, um, and that's another kind of segment on its own, I believe, juvenile yes. diabetes. But what are the risk factors for our listening audience, uh, I guess us older Americans? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as I mentioned before, if you have a family history of diabetes, it's a, a very important that uh, you, you find out um, whether you are at risk for developing diabetes. Another one, your age, age greater than 45, um, it's important. The chance of getting type 2 diabetes increases with age. Another uh, important factor is race or ethnic background. For example, type 2 diabetes is greater in Hispanics, African Americans, Native Americans, and Asians. Being overweight, and unfortunately in this country where we're having an epidemic of uh, obesity, we're seeing the um, diagnosis of diabetes uh, rising significantly. So being overweight puts you at high risk. For example, having a body mass index greater than 25 puts you at risk. In addition, fat around your waistline as opposed to fat, um, let's say, in your derriere or legs legs, is a risk factor. And if you have hypertension, high blood uh, pressure increases the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Also, if you have abnormal cholesterol levels, if you have a, 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 if your good cholesterol is uh, less than 35 uh, milligrams per deciliter, that puts you at risk. And the same token, if your triglyceride levels are greater than 250, it puts you at risk for developing diabetes. And for women, if uh, they have had history of gestational diabetes, 
that um, in and of itself can put you at risk. So it's important that uh, you get uh, evaluated by your physician. Okay. Ken, uh, with all the complications, um, is there a way to prevent those complications? Of course, everyone knows someone in their family or their friends that have diabetes. I have two two good friends that have diabetes. Sometimes we're out and I watch them and they'll have sugar or they'll have a cake or they drink wine. And I'm always wondering in the back of my head, why are you doing that? And I, sometimes I'll ask them. They say, oh, it's okay. I'll just take a little more insulin. I mean, do people, should you be playing like that? Absolutely um, not. Not, Absolutely right? not. No. And, and unfortunately, we see this. Uh, very often that patients will come in and they say, oh, you know, I indulge in that cake um, and I just took an extra dose of insulin or I took an extra dose of my diabetic medication. Uh, We're not asking people to live in a bubble and not enjoy life, but uh, everything in moderation um, is the key in here. In pre- especially to in order to prevent uh, the diabetic complications, what patients need to do is you need to uh, be able to get your uh, your hemoglobin A1C. And I touched upon that earlier today, same meaning that you need to have this blood test done that tells your doctor how well controlled you have been, and that should be done every three to six months. Also, uh, you need to have yearly dilated eye examinations because diabetes causes diabetic retinopathy. So therefore, uh, knowing exactly what your eyes are doing, it's very important. Also, um, you need to be having um, <clears throat> foot examinations at your mm-hmm. visits with your physician every time you go see them. Because unfortunately, with uh, with diabetes and diabetes, diabetic neuropathy, a lot of times patients don't feel when they have a little sore, a little ulcer on their feet, and they continue walking on it. And that then can develop, develop into a very significant infection. Also, maintaining your blood pressure to a goal of less than 130 over 80 um, will lower the diabetic nephropathy or diabetic uh, complications in your kidneys. In addition, um, uh, putting patients on what we call a statin medication, and statin medications are, are those medications that help lower the blood cholesterol levels. That uh, has, tons of research has shown that that has actually helped to decrease the mortality and morbidity associated with diabetes. Okay. Um, great information uh, with that. It's it's c- quite scary um, that people that have diabetes would even play with with that like that because <laughs> I the don't complications it, yes. are scary, <laughs> but I do see it. I mean, I definitely see it where, you know, they're eating and I go, aren't they a diabetic? Mm-hmm. And you think, well, maybe they're able to or not. Um, what role does diet and exercise play uh, with diabetes? Oh, it, it's huge. It's, uh, it, it's two of the most important things that we have to be able to treat our patients with diabetes. Exercise is key. Even if you exercise, and my, my, I mean by exercise, I'm even just walking 30 minutes a day for at least five days a week will actually um, help you control your diabetes better. And it doesn't necessarily have to be all done at the same the same block, 30 minute block time frame. You can break it up into 10 minute time frame. But at least if you get that that number of minutes in, and if you can get more, that's even better. Also, trying to maintain your weight at a healthy goal um, and trying to maintain your BMI at a healthy goal. It's, it's key because tons of research has shown that if that you are able to control your diabetes through diet and exercise. And in my practice, I have been to I have been able to successfully get my patients off of medications 
by putting them in, in a weight reduction program and an exercise program. Right. I've seen that personally, again, in my life with some friends. They've lost enough weight where they've come off their medication. Why, why is that? Is it the exercise um, helps to rid the bloodstream of the sugar? Yeah. So, so essentially, if when you're exercising, you require a lot more energy. And um, that that energy, that blood sugar doesn't stay around in your bloodstream because your body needs it to be able to do all the functions that it, it needs. And also it, with a healthy uh, diet, if you're not uh, eating all the sweets or and, and it's not just the sweets, but it has to do with the carbohydrates um, and even the, the other the proteins or the fats, anything that you do not use in your body that if your body doesn't need it for energy is going to store it as fat um, and it can increase the the amount of glucose that's run that's floating around in your bloodstream okay can you get diabetes from eating too many carbs I know growing up and and even sometimes with my children when they were eat, eating now they're eating great they're healthy but they would be eating carbs and you say oh stop you're gonna get yourself diabetes can, uh, can diet cause it diet can definitely cause it but it's not just a diet it's a okay. combination of all sorts all of sorts different of things. things you know your 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 weight your diet and actually lack of exercise it's okay. amazing so uh, so really from for everyone listening um, we have to get out there and exercise absolutely more. <laughs> I think almost every show that I've done and, and I've done a variety of everything it, it ends up being weight exercise and and moderation everything with, in moderation everything. Uh, what I tell my diabetic patients is I'm not asking you not to enjoy life but we need to think about the um, what's now in front of us and what our future will hold. Okay. And if eating those two pieces of slices of cake, it's going to give you the satisfaction now, but then cost you later, then you have to weigh the risk and benefits. Right. So, Dr. Pinnell, in closing of the show, uh, for everyone listening, uh, again, to make an appointment with Dr. Pinnell, it's 973-377-4100. Um, I ask all my guests, what is your takeaway message for our listeners today on diabetes? My takeaway message would be um, know your risk factors, number one. And number two, uh, prevention is key. A lot of things we can, a lot of conditions we can avoid through simple diet um, and exercise. And when I t talk about diet, I'm not just talking about a short-term thing. I'm, I, it mostly what I'm referring to is lifestyle modifications. Right. Because when you think of a diet, you think of a beginning and an end. Right. But lifestyle modi modifications are things you're going to be able to maintain your whole, um, throughout the course of your life. So get out there, exercise, uh, eat well, um, eat in moderation, and uh, enjoy life but know your risk factors right and you'll help people with that um, when they come see you as far as diet modification and absolutely them absolutely with that. well I want to thank you again dr. Sylvia Pinel Villalobos from Morristown medical uh, group right in Morristown where's your other offices real quick we have uh, three offices actually we have an office in Florham Park another office in Morristown and we have an office in Bernardsville okay so uh, easy to get to so 973-377-4100 uh, I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Nurse surgical specialist to reach us for any of your neurosurgical needs or if you need your back pain evaluated it's 973-285-7800 again thank you for listening and i will talk to you all again next sunday join us again next week for answers live your community medical connection making a partnership of good health
The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.